Welcome to the PR Moment Podcast. Produced in association with the Marketeers Network. On the PR Moment Podcast this week, we're talking to Tony Langham, co-founder and CEO of Lansons. And we're going to be discussing how PR firms can recover fast from the pandemic, which is the subject of a recent report he's put together for the PRCA. The report basically is a series of short pieces from various PR leaders around the world, suggesting how PR firms can recover and grow out of the pandemic. Thanks, as ever, to our PR Moment Podcast sponsors, the PRCA. Tony, welcome to the show. Hi Ben, welcome. Good to good to see you and hear you. Thanks very much. Um, now, just tell me, go on, tell me about the report. Um, which, uh, if I've got the title right, is how to recover fast from the pandemic. How, how did it all come about? Because it's quite a it's a vast project you got yourself involved with in the end. Yeah, it, it came out of the PRCA's um, COVID-19 task force, which we set up in March this year um, to help the industry. So we we gathered together um, with the help of the PRCA and ECO, we gathered together 115 volunteers from across the world, across the industry. Um, we said, what can we practically do to, to, to help people? And we so we offered a support service for people that needed that, and we helped 40 organisations and people with, with, with private advice. We ran a series of webinars on subjects, and then we had a, a nine in total, and we had a, a, a pod, uh, an insights, sorry, a series of insight projects. And this is one of the insight projects that we had, and it's one that, that, that I picked up. And it's just that, um, the beauty of crowdsourcing, really. It was just a simple question. Um, You've named it. How to, how should our industry recover fast from the pandemic? And we just asked leaders all around the world to, to in less than two hundred and fifty words to give their view, and they could give a summary or they could give a a sliver based on one line of thought. And we left it completely open. We didn't um, say no to anyone. We didn't edit anything, and we presented it in its full form, all eighteen thousand words of it, and seventy five contributors. So even I could have contributed. You could have contributed, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> but it's quite nice and you. simple, then, isn't it? So it's not—you don't have to sit down for for three days and read the thing. It's a it's a, a series of very short pieces. So you, you know, it's sort of sort of book you can pick up and put down again. Yeah, definitely. And I, th- I think you can't read them all in one go. Actually, I mean, it's it's. Uh, you know, looking on the internet, it says it takes you three hours to read 18,000 words, but I'd recommend doing it in, in chunks. But we've right. tried to make it easy for people. So we've turned it into a, into a slide deck as well for people that um, don't want to read 18,000 words. Right. So you, is there a copy of the, this report in your toilet, Tony? I don't know. You can pick it up and put it down again. <laughs> it's online only. There are, no, um, there are no signed copies available of this. I should print um, <laughs> so it out and, and put, it in, put it in the loo, perhaps. I don't know. Um, <laughs> now, go on then. Who, what type of people responded? Because I quite like the... Um, it's quite democratic, isn't it? You haven't just... You, you've, you've obviously you've spoken to a, a good range of people, not just agency CEOs who I'm, I'm sure you've got a number of them as well. Yes, exactly right. So we um, we, we used the PLCA network. It went out in their information, their newsletters. It went out in Eco's um, newsletters and weekly updates as well. At Lansons, we used our networks. So the network I, I built up over the but, years. But it's quite a, global, then, quite a global group, isn't it? Um, yeah. You, go on. 
So 23 uh, people, the 75 come from 23 countries in total. Right. So wow. it's about half in the UK and then about half split equally between America's um, Asia Pack and the rest of Europe. So go on. I mean, I'm going to ask you what the findings are. Is is it possible to have findings of a, a <laughs> of, of such a a, a, bre- a wide breadth of report? Well, the the best I think the best thing is the spirit of positivity, and I I, I think that runs through our industry. I mean, we we are there's a lot of entrepreneurialism in what we do. There's a hugely positive spirit, and people actually believe that the world is a good place. I think if you believe in dialogue and dialogue's your business, you believe in people, you believe the world's a great place and can get better. And you, you also believe our industry can be part of, of making the world a better place. So, you know, the, 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 the big picture part of what people said focused a lot on ESG and governance and combating the climate crisis. And lots of people want to be part of that and think that as reputation managers and communicators we're part of that and we can pay, take a big part in that so i think that's a that just runs through the whole of the report uh, but in your you, you did a nice intro piece you identified a few trends yeah definitely so um i i think getting us what we tried to do was was give the industry a sort of a an agenda for an away day about the future or uh, or if you're a, a communications function to give you a sort of agenda for an offside so we tried to pull all the different strands of thought together in the slide deck that you can go away and, and do that so there's the big picture and then there's there's how we give advice there's how we run our businesses and there's how we should approach the future and then there are the four sections and and there are there are different amazing piece of information under all of those and i guess i i can detour off or i can i can stop now and 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 leave you leave you to do that or leave people to do that for themselves well we'll have the um we'll put the the in the show notes we'll put the the link to the the slide deck on there because it's one of those that um i've seen a lot of industry reports over the years so i was a bit oh here's another one but actually it's it's a good read it takes as you say it's nice and positive and it's some of the stuff is quite simple as well isn't it it's not like you can it's going to take you a year to implement some of it is it is it's, you 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 really oh, of course you know that's a good idea like i think it was madden from ad factors uh, madden bahal uh, in ad factors in india said promote your promote your young leaders which just is a, a simple piece of advice but as soon as you think about that that resonates doesn't it you think well yeah of course now is the perfect time to to reinvigorate your business by 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 um bringing some 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 younger people into the leadership team presumably yeah, there's a there are there are those kind of things, and I think there's the there's the reminder from from Yunhee of, um, of Phillips in South Korea of the of the of the word untact that we're going to get used to with the fact that we're living in a more virtual world now, but it will be a more virtual world forever. It's not it's not going to go wholly back to what it was before. Um, lots of people have talk about how the world will be different in the future and we should embrace change. You have Mary Beth West over in New York saying we should be change enthusiasts. I think in the difficult side, though, there's the, there's the part of the industry that doesn't invest as much as it should in, in technological advance and doesn't invest as much as it should in, in new things. And there's a quite a good theme of, of, of leaders saying the winners will be those that can make investment decisions, seize the moment and take their people with them and carry the, the culture. Um, and um, uh, Neil Hedges of Headland um, says that. Um, Uwe um, Watch of, of Clank and Horse says that. So there's quite a, there's quite a strong theme um, talking about the need for investment as well, which has probably been one of our industry's Achilles heels. 
Okay. So let's just try and identify a few of those themes then. So, so one is um, invest in technology. Um, is that that's a theme that comes from it? Uh, another element was was the I suppose invest in your people. Um, from from Madden's point, what other elements are there that, that you would centre centre on? I think um, which a lot of us has felt through the year the the focus again on on high level reputation management issues work crisis work and yeah. and just all round corporate PR. I notice that quite a few people are saying you know, corporate PR is back as a, as a, you know, key future part of the industry it isn't all about digital and, and technology in future. And there's quite a few people um, talk about that. There's a lot about collaboration um, and working together. I think um, the days, certainly if you take us, uh, an agency our size as an independent agency, the, the, the days of us thinking, there will be a client, we will be their only partner, and that's how it will be. They're probably gone. The, you know, We work with lots of partners to deliver the, the campaigns that we deliver. Our clients expect to, to choose different outside suppliers and expect us all to work together. So there's something about collaboration, and I guess that's what this report is an example of. It's because we're, you know, theoretically at one level, we're all competitors of one sort or another collaborating to, to put this together for, for the industry. Sure. Okay. So some nice, um, so investment in tech, investment in people, the rise of corporate PR or the, the reemergence of corporate PR. I'm not sure it ever left if I'm honest, but um, mm. clearly ESG has got an important role to play in that. Um, and collaboration. Yeah. That's, I mean, it's interesting, isn't it? Did, did you mean that in terms of how agencies work together um, and, and the integration play and, and all those types of things across content and comms and, and paid and all the rest of it? I think both. I think within agencies, um, you know, lots of lots of agencies still have a silo structure. Although, if I'm honest, I think agencies are are at least as integrated as the as the companies they work for. Because clearly, a lot of this report is, you know, a lot of the people that contributed are inside organisations um, and are in house. And need to break down silos is a is a is a factor for organisations, not just agencies. But yes, within agencies. And um, and between agencies working together and between companies as well. Um, I mean, so many, you know, if you take UK banking at the moment, I mean, so many, so many things are partnerships, you know, between a bank and a technology player um, rather than just a just a solo organisation anymore. Sure. Now, go on, remind me, how long of Lanson's 30-year anniversary was recently? Is that right? 31st. It was 31st, not necessarily. 31st. A, a so we were, we were born in the 80s, so 89 to, um, 19, to, okay. to 2020 so you, so and So you've been doing this for a while. So you've been doing this for a while. I, I just... Um, did you get a sense when you were putting this report together that PR is in a, in a, in a good place, or did you think, oh, I'm a bit worried? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I'm an eternal optimist, as you as you'll know. So I, I always think um, our industry is in a in a good place. I think s silos and descriptors are breaking down, and and whether whether we're the PR industry or not, I use it, but I don't really think we're the PR industry. I mean, if I'm if I'm in a situation where we're a reputation manager and then I go into another situation where we're running a campaign, I mean, the two bits of work seem so completely different, even inside our, you know, our work that we do for clients. So I, I think we're the whole consultancy marketing services industry is, 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 is not so delineated um, anymore. I think 
the skills um, of communication are, are absolutely paramount, though. And I think we're in a good place when we when we recognise, and we talk about it enough, so we should, when we recognise, when we talk about authenticity and we talk about purpose, when we recognise that what organisations do is about actions and words or deeds and words, and when we're advising the companies and the people we advise um, to, to think in that way, um, I think we're a great industry. And I think then mm. we... You know, we butt up against management consultants one day and then we're competing for campaigns with what used to be advertising agencies and other and vice versa for them as well. Sure. I mean, it just seems to me that compared to a lot of sectors, PR, I mean, and, and whether you call it PR, reputation management, it's, that's probably a debate for another day. But the it's had a pretty decent lockdown, it would seem to me. Um, I'm, not, I'm not suggesting it's been easy. I'm not that there's I'm sure there are some companies out there that have grown, but um, probably not that many. But compared to a lot of sectors, um, the sorts of work that the companies like you do has been in demand. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I, I think the, the whole sector worldwide will have performed better than the worldwide economy. I think that's that's absolutely sure. I think. Um, I think we have an opportunity, and lots of people said this in the report. You know, I, I remember um, Francis Ingham talked about it. The PLCA, Joe Carr from Hope and Glory talked about it. Is that we we became very important inside organisations at certain points in the crisis. Uh, Amanda Coleman in the report says, you know, we've seen communication save lives, and I think we've also seen in some governments communication cost lives. So what we do is just had its importance raised so we have an opportunity to to keep that to keep that position so i think but, how, I think, but that, yes, I mean, that's the vital yeah. bit isn't it how do you how do we keep that position because i suspect in times of crisis in the past prs come to the fore but that's that's a really interesting challenge for the sector isn't it to try how to keep that that identity and that profile within organizations yeah, it is. It is. Um, I think if we've made the bridge, you know, and again, from the reports, a lot of people talked about internal being the new external. If we've made the bridge to be, to, to have employee engagement, culture, internal communications valued just as highly as external and government um, communications and us to be seen as experts in those areas, then I think we've done it because because the business will is now a, basically a, a in constant state of change and flux and if we are consultants on change and employee engagement through change then i think we are there forever because because either external issues or internal issues dominate organizations all of the time and communication is always there and there are certain leaders that that see leadership communications as fundamental to their organization and for them that's just a that's just just like you, you have to have lawyers and counsel. You have to have communications and experts for for, this, for similar reasons. Just the way you will lead Lansons, has that changed during the pandemic? And have, have you have you sort of taken insights from the report that you thought, okay, yeah, I'm going to do that a bit differently? That's interesting. I, I definitely from the report, I... I think a while ago, I, I don't know, it, people's careers are different. I think I sort of, I think I got to the age of about late 30s, 40 without having sort of played, given a major amount of time to any of the industry organisations. But since then, I've given quite a lot of time to the to the PRCA. And almost from the first day I did that, 
I've learned things all the time from, you know, working with people, you know, in different organizations, different perspectives, people that you think are competitors, you have to get that out of your head. I mean, it's made it, that's, that changed me from the moment it started happening and, and putting this report together and reaching out to people and talking to them and answering questions. Yeah. It just, just makes you feel better about what you do and, and, and about all of the, of the organization. Specifically in Lansons, you know, in the in the in the pandemic, um, I mean, one thing is for me, I could talk about lots of things. I'll just talk about one, and then I'll, 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 I'll go back to you, Ben. But I, I've actually explained the decisions the company has made in a way that I never have before, because I've every you know every Monday morning through most of the pandemic, and we've just gone to fortnightly Monday mornings. At 11 o'clock, I've just spoken to the company about what the key things are, what we're thinking of doing, what decisions we've made and why we've made them. So explaining the decisions the senior team at Lansons are taking on a, on a weekly basis to everybody in the, in the company, so they're, they're all agency calls and mostly about 80% of people were on them. Doing that is obviously is, is a complete change because um, we've just done that less frequently in the past, and that's probably probably something that I'll keep part of in the in my job the rest of the time I'm chief executive. Yeah, I mean, so has um, have you found leading a business remotely challenging? I presume it's been quite different. Yeah, you're well. You're listening to in some ways. In some ways. I know lots of people talk about you don't have as many meetings, so you can't see people's body language. But in other ways, you ha- I have more 10-minute conversations with people in Lansons than I would in an office normally. I'm often walking from one meeting to another meeting, meeting people, breakfast, lunches, etc. So there have been more, for me, 10-minute 10 10 minute meetings with individuals in Lansons than I, than I normally have. So that... That in itself is why is that? Is that, that because that wouldn't happen naturally, would it? Because I would have thought those those ten minute conversations would tend to happen when Tony's going up the stairs, or or you, you know what I mean. But yeah, you must yeah. have you must have made a deliberate decision to schedule them in by doing I, it remotely. Or people just say, "Let's jump on Teams or or whatever it is," and you do. Um, yeah. So I, it, it's that it's it's interesting to probe why. Um, have you, have but, you found but you had happened. more time? Because I just, I suspect back in the day, you probably wouldn't have had the time to do all of that stuff. But maybe because you're not in a cab and you're not going, you know what I mean? It's, I just wonder whether you've got some time back to do that stuff. Um, I don't think so, because I've given quite a lot of time to the PLCA. My, <laughs> my, my non-exec jobs have been busy because right. you know, I'm, I'm chairman of Great British Racing. I'm chairman of the British Champion Series. So I've got two non-exec chairman jobs in horse racing which has been a, a, a challenging industry, obviously, during the, during the time. And your heart goes out to, to all those industries that, you know, the revenue's down more than 50%, sometimes 80%, sometimes more. So that, that's been a change because those, those parts of, of life have been busy. Um, and I, I've found the clients have been more demanding, and that's a good thing. We want to deliver value. So, so I've given more time. And my timesheets i'm a, a, a slaver to timesheets my timesheets are um, show I've, I've worked more client hours in this period than before so it's it's just been different actually i've probably done less business development and more client work is probably the biggest switch well at the, at the sort of looking back i mean who knows whether at the end of it we sort of liked we, we like to think we're at the maybe at the 
the end of the beginning or something along those lines with this whole crisis. But do you have you got little sort of as you look back in hindsight, you've got sort of segments of how you'd you'd look back of the the, the management of of the, the the last whatever it's been nine months. Well. Um, I think I want to take away the, I mean, I'm a great one for quotes and I love, um, you know, there's a, there's a fantastic Lenin quote, which I think this pandemic has just brilliantly shown to be true, which says, you know, sometimes nothing happens, for, sometimes nothing changes for decades. And then sometimes decades of change happen in weeks. And we've all learned that the things we thought were impossible, as in the government and the magic money tree, um, the things we thought were impossible actually were possible. Um, I mean, getting a whole organisation to embrace technology and engagement through technology, um, getting 100% of people to agree that a more flexible working pattern is, the, is what they want, uh, all these things that were supposedly big and difficult, they just don't seem difficult and big at all anymore. Um, what, what and my worry problem, yeah. You go. No, there was no choice, was there? Do you see what I mean? It's, I mean, it's a slightly flippant remark, but all of a sudden yeah. that choice That's... was taken away. So you had to do it. So, well, but well, then there's maybe there's something in that, isn't there? Yeah. So yes, yes, you had to do it. But but I think we all know the change is possible quicker than we thought before. But then you're right. Change doesn't happen if people don't go on the journey with you and you don't have permission so so that's going to be the the harder part in future i do think um i mean clearly we're going to have some sort of um backlash about things i mean in society we're going to have a a sort of a you know did the government waste money it's just like you have after a war did some people profit here during the war while other people were you know fighting for the country we are going to we are going to have that so we are going to have unfortunately while we'd all love it to be positive we are going to have a sort of a bitterness phase i think um next year and inside companies i i think my observation because you know lancers works across all sectors so we're, we're probably a big chunk in the financial services industry, but lots of, of clients in other sectors as well. Uh, the sectors that have been lucky in the sense that, you know, most people have earned 90 or 100% of what they normally earn and probably their living costs are down. So they're probably almost financially better off given they haven't been able to spend the money on going out and, and in the same way. Um, those people that other people might think should feel lucky don't feel lucky. So you have the people that have genuinely suffered and you have the people that have been lucky that don't feel lucky. So I don't think that society goes into 2021 in a sort of a, you know, it's going to be a emotional upturn. I think we've got, and we've got loads of things to tackle. Yeah, I, I, that's, I think that's right. I mean, ev everyone's pandemic has been different, hasn't it? If you, if you yeah. So, yeah. Um, so just finally, before we wrap up, as you looking, but going back to the report, um, do you, what, what do you, how do you want people to use it? What do you want people to take from it? Um, as they as they go into 2021 and because it's it, it basically owned at agency leaders isn't it i would have thought so as they're as they're looking at their businesses and for 2021 what would you what would you like them to take from the report I, I think i think it's aimed at more than that but i think um i think that your one's world and, and me included your world can become narrower and can have become narrower during this year and the wonderfulness of seeing the views of 75 other people is that that immediately broadens because they say things that you wouldn't say. They use words you wouldn't use. You know, they have ideas that you wouldn't have. You know, you know someone says, you know, just give loads of stuff away for free because it makes everyone feel better. You know, do loads of volunteering, give people things for free and just let's make the world happier by doing that. And that's a, 
that's just that just lots of people wouldn't say that and so i i think um that's how i'd like people to to use it in in hear the views of different people um i would as i said i I do think it's a great start if you're having and and most of us do let's face it an agency senior team away day or a communications function offsite you, you know you will be how you will see probably the headings that we put together you know the 30 or 40 headings you will see probably every generic heading that you could come up with and we've done that for you so you can start from there and then build on it but i would also say for someone making their way in the industry um lots of people talk about how our advice is changing and how what we do at work is changing um you know if you you know if you if you if you've still got 30 or 40 years ahead of you um you're gonna have to change a lot and so this might be you know reading some of the um, contributions in here might give you that that key to your own learning and development over the next few months that's going to set you up for a, for a long career in the industry so so I, I i think it's got something for lots of people but and um yeah and I, obviously i would like people to use it but um but yeah i think it's got something for everyone tony Lagham, thanks so much for coming on the show Brilliant. Thanks, Ben. Always good. Thanks for listening to the PR Moment podcast, produced in association with the Marketeers Network. If you'd enjoyed the show, please do review us on iTunes and give us a decent rating.